Johnson's Glow Coat, the floor wax that now shines with a brighter, warmer glow. Your dealer has the new glow coat in the same familiar yellow container with the bright red band. Take some home and see what we mean by practical beauty in the kitchen. No holiday is a complete success with everybody. Cops, for instance, hate Halloween. The Army thinks Navy Day is silly. If you're a turkey, you're entitled to a low opinion of Thanksgiving. And what a mailman thinks of Christmas is absolutely unthinkable. One of them has just relieved his aching back a trifle, however, by leaving a batch of greetings at 79 Wistful Vista, the home of Fibber McGee and Molly. Well, here's the mail, kiddo. Mostly Christmas cards and... Hey, you know what? No, what? I wish the mailman a Merry Christmas and he looks at me like I poisoned his... Get back to kind of... And that was Fibber McGee and Molly, everybody. Now, we're going to move over to the Great Girl Sweet Show. This is from December 22nd, 1948. Leroy. The Kraft Foods Company presents Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of Parquet Margarine. Millions of women all over America serve Parquet because it tastes so good. Why, Parquet tastes like it should cost twice as much. To market, to market, to get some Parquet. Home again, home again, try it today. You like it, you love it, like millions who say their favorite margarine. P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. Now let's see what's doing at the great Gildersleeve's house this morning. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Well, the great man seems as jolly as Santa himself as he and his niece and nephew move the furniture around the parlor to make room for the Christmas tree. Leroy, give me a hand with this couch. I'll lift and you shove. Okay, Uncle. I'll hold down the rod, Uncle. All right, Marjorie. Leroy, on the count of three, push. One, two. Leroy, I thought you were going to push. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's far enough anyway, Unky. It's more room than we had last year. Well, we need more room. It's baby's first Christmas, so we're going to have a bigger tree than we've ever had. Oh, that'll be wonderful. You bet. Her real parents may not be around to provide these things, but by George, it's going to be a Christmas you remember. At nine months? I don't remember anything until I was six years old. I could answer that, Leroy, but I feel too good this morning. <laughs> well, better get going after that tree. Hey, Uncle, can I go along? Sure, Leroy. We'll need a lot of hands to get this tree home. Oh, boy. Well, if you get a larger tree, we'll need an extra string of lights. Lights. Oh, yes. I'll pick them up at Peavy's when I go downtown. Unky, 
Can I invite Francie and the gang over when we light the tree? We'll have a party. Yeah, and can I ask Piggy and Craig? Now, children, this Christmas Eve is going to be different. It's going to be just for the little family and Miss Fairchild. Miss Fairchild? Well, of course, Leroy. We're engaged, you know. She's almost a member of the family. I think a little family party is a good idea. And, Uncle, when you get the tree, don't forget to buy some mistletoe. Mistletoe? Well, if you think it'll make a nice decoration around the house, I'll get some. Of course, it doesn't make any difference to me. Ah! Leroy! <laughs> get your overshoes on and let's get going after that tree. Okay! See you later, Marjorie. Better say goodbye to the baby before I go. A birdie's giving her back upstairs. Yes, I know. Deck the halls with boughs of mistletoe. Fa la 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 la. La 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 la. <laughs> Hold still now, baby. Let Bertie wash your back. Well, you seem to have your hands full, Bertie. <laughs> I sure have, Mr. Gill, please. Hello, baby. Kitty coo. Are you enjoying your bath this morning? <laughs> uh, you're getting to be quite a splasher, aren't you? <laughs> oh! Good, right in my eye. <laughs> I better get out of here before I get the bath. Bye-bye, baby. I'm on my way to get your first Christmas tree. I saw some fine trees down at the corner market, Mr. Gilsey. Oh, well, thanks, Bertie, but Judge Hooker asked me to buy our Christmas tree from a friend of his. Young man, he's helping to get started here in town. Well, that's nice of the judge. How many people are you going to have over this Christmas Eve, Mr. Gilsey? I'd like to know how many to fix for. This year, Bertie, there'll be just the family and Miss Fairchild. You mean none of your downtown friends are dropping in? I'll ask them over sometime during the holidays, but I'm not inviting any extra people for Christmas Eve. I didn't think they needed much of an invitation. Now, Christmas Eve is going to be different this year, Bertie. Just for the little family. Even Santa Claus won't get in, unless he has a pass. <laughs> Yeah, the lot's full of them. What color are we going to get this year? White, blue, purple, or pink? We're going to get green, Leroy. It's baby's first Christmas, and we don't want to scare her. Now, where is the judge's friend? Maybe that's him waiting on that lady. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Hey, how about this tree, Uncle? Huh? It's a whopper. How about it? Our tree doesn't have to be that tall, Leroy. They charge with a foot, you know. But, Uncle! All right, let's see the price tag. Seven dollars. They must be charging per needle. <laughs> Too high, huh? Yeah, well, after Christmas, we want to feel that we can afford to throw it away, Leroy. <laughs> Come on, my boy, let's get out of the tall timber. Gosh, I want a big tree. Well, leave it to me, Leroy. Now then, here's one that looks about right for our little parlor. Not as tall, but it's nice and chubby. Well filled out in the top. How about it, Leroy? Yeah, not bad, Unc. Sure, this is the one for us. And the price is only... Oop. <laughs> Still, Leroy, when you stand back and look at it, <laughs> maybe it isn't quite the tree for us. What do the tags say? Ten dollars. <laughs> it's a prettier tree, though. Well, did you find one you like? Oh, are you Bob Clark? Yes, I am. Oh, well, I'm Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, city water commissioner. Yes, I know. You do? It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, pleasure to meet you. This is my nephew, Leroy. Hello, Leroy. Hi. Uh, Judge Hooker asked us to come down and have a look at your trees. Well, that's a fine tree you're looking at. It's a silver tip. <laughs> For $10, it must be silver-plated. <laughs> <laughs> well, like everything else, 
Tree prices are a little high, I guess. Let's take it, Uncle. What do you say, huh? Well... I think it's a pick of the lot, Mr. Gildersleeve. The judge said you should have a tree like this. Oh, the judge did, did he? I think the judge is right, Uncle. Oh, for... Can't the judge let me pick out my own Christmas tree? What an old busybody. Well, uh, you, you well, see... I'll take it. Here's your ten dollars. Oh, no. No, uh... That's been taken care of, Mr. Gildersleeve. It has? Uh, judge Hooker asked for the bill. He said to say Merry Christmas to you and your family. Well, fine old fellow, the judge. <laughs> well, I, I certainly think so. It isn't everyone who'll do as much for a fellow as the judge has done for me. Huh? He's even found me a good job in the market starting the first of the year. Yeah, that's the judge, all right. None better. I'll carry the tree over to the car for you, Mr. Gildersleeve, and help you tie it on. Uh, thank you, Bob. Oh, he's a nice fellow, isn't he, Leroy? Yeah. Yeah, nice thing the judge did, too. But he shouldn't have bought our tree. He's always so helpful around the holidays when he gets lonesome. Leroy, I told you and Marjorie we weren't going to invite anybody over Christmas Eve, but what do you say we make one exception and invite the judge? Sure, he always brings swell presents. Yeah. <laughs> Leroy, that's not the spirit. Wonder what he'll bring me. Hurry up, Floyd. I could shave myself faster than this. What's the rush, Kanish? Rome wasn't burned in a day. Uh, I have things to do, Floyd. I want to get some lights for my Christmas tree before they're all gone. Okay, well, let me catch that stray whisker on your chin. Mm -hmm. There. Uh, got a pretty nice tree, Kanish? You bet. Uh -huh. I can't wait to see the baby's eyes light up when she sees it. It's her first Christmas, you know. Sort of like the kid, don't you, Commish? Well, she'll do. How long has it been since you found her in the back of your car? Uh, it's been about three months now, I guess. She's about nine months old, Floyd. That's a great age. Funny you never heard anything from the parents. It'll be all right with me if we don't. She's just like a member of our little family now. Yeah, kids kind of get you all right. Okay, Commish, you're finished. That's all we can do for that face without plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah. Um, you uh, have an open house this year, Commish? Uh, no, Floyd. Uh, I decided this Christmas Eve would be just for the family. You understand? Oh, sure, yeah. Kind of hope we'd get together and sing carols, but if you ain't having any outsiders, then I understand. Mm, well, I may as well tell you, Floyd, the judge is coming over. Oh, Judge, huh? Well, you see, Floyd, I just had to invite him. He gave us the tree. Uh-huh. Hey, honest, you'll sleep you through. But, Floyd, the judge paid $10 for that tree. I couldn't ignore that. Of course, I'm just a hard-working barber. What? We always got together in the past, but if you're throwing a party and just letting in the upper crust, 10 bucks cover charge, I guess they left me out. <laughs> Floyd, it isn't that at all. It's okay. Floyd, don't look so sad. Well... You know how it is with a judge. He never has any place to go on Christmas Eve. Well, the missus has a choir rehearsal at the church that night, and I don't have any place to go either. But that's okay. You don't find little Floyd Munson crashing in where he ain't wanted. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Floyd, how would you like to drop by my house Christmas Eve? Well, if you really want me. Sure. Okay, Commissioner, what time? <laughs> Gildersleeve, the trouble with you is you can't say no. Uh, while I'm at it, I guess I should invite Peavy and Chief Gates. No. Peavy's mother-in-law is in town, and if he brought her, I... No, sir. Peavy's out. 
I just won't say anything to Peavy and the Chief. Nothing at all. I'll invite him over in New Year's to listen to the Rose Bowl game. <laughs> oh, hello, Peavy. Hello, Mr. Hildesley. <laughs> what can I do for you this morning? Peavy, I need a string of Christmas tree lights. Oh, you must be going to have a Christmas tree. <laughs> yes, Peavy. Leroy and I got a fine one this morning. Have you bought yours yet? Well, we're not having a tree this year. We're having Mrs. Peavy's mother instead. <laughs> What? We always have to forego a tree when Mother Higgins comes for the holidays. They make her sneeze. Oh. Well, that's too bad, Petey. Now, let's see your lights. Very well. They're over at this counter, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes, I always like to be around a tree for a little while come Christmas Eve. You're going to have one, you say? Well, yes, Petey. Say, you have quite a collection of lights. <laughs> Which type do you recommend? Well... How about these round ones? They're very nice, if you like the round ones. Mm-hmm. How about these pointed ones? They're nice. They have their point. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, Peavy, here's something new. Bubble candles. Are they any good? They bubble. <laughs> Peavy, you're quite a salesman. I can't resist you. I'll take a string of the ones that bubble. The baby will like those. But I'd like to test them first. Very well. You hold up the string and I'll plug you in. Yeah. Yeah, look, Peavy, they bubble. That's right, okay. Well, what's going on here? Oh, hello, Jack. Oh, hello, Jack. Gentlemen. My, that's a pretty sight, Gilda. With all those lights draped around you, you look just like a big, fat Christmas tree. <laughs> Horace, I don't know how you can be such an old goat and such a nice guy at the same time. That was wonderful of you to buy the tree for our little family. Happy to do it, Gilda. And by the way... I saw Leroy, and he extended me your kind invitation to come... Judge, we'll discuss that later. What's the matter, Gilda? Is it such a big secret that you've invited me over for Christmas Eve? Isn't everybody coming? <laughs> Would uh, you gentlemen like me to step in the back room? Yeah. <laughs> we're having just a quiet family Christmas Eve. But the judge presented us with a tree, and we appreciate it, so we invited him over. Well, how much are the lights? How much? It's Christmas, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'd like to present you with these lights, compliments of Peavy Pharmacy. Oh, for... <laughs> Peavy, how would you like to drop in for a little while Christmas Eve? Are you sure I won't be one too many? Oh, no. In fact, I might as well invite Chief Gates, too. By the way, Gildy, I wonder if I could bring someone. Judge, this is just a family party for the baby and the kids. And Adeline, of course. And you and Floyd and Peavy and the Chief. Well, bring him along. Who is it? If I may, I'd like to bring the young man you got the tree from. You mean Bob, uh, what you call it? Mm, Bob Clark. Splendid young man. Veteran. Recently lost his wife. Has no friends in the community as yet, and it'd be a nice gesture, Gildy, if you admitted him to your family circle on Christmas Eve. Well, all right, Judge. I sort of like Bob. Bring him along. What the heck? It's Christmas. That's very nice of you, Gildy. The more the merrier, they say. Yes, yes. <laughs> Peavy, I suppose you want to bring your mother-in-law, too. No, no, I wouldn't say that. You know, it would be interesting to know how many of the people who use parquet margarine are listening to us tonight. Millions of them, I guess. You see millions of them. There certainly are millions of parquet users, Bertie. 
I was just wondering how many of them are listening now. I wouldn't worry about that, Mr. Walsh. You can't listen to a flavor. You've got to taste it. The way I look at it, as soon as you take some parquet, spread it on a hot muffin or a slice of bread and taste it. Mm -mm. From then on, that's the spread you're going to want on everything. Rolls, pancakes, waffles, just everything. Uh, it's delicious, all right, but that's natural. After all, parquet is prepared like a rare luxury food from the selected products of American farms. And it's as nutritious as it is good to taste. The best of ingredients plus 15,000 units of essential vitamin A go into every pound of parquet that you buy. Now, friends, in case you haven't tasted parquet, why not decide to try it tomorrow? I'm sure you're going to like parquet's light, delicate flavor. You sure will, because it tastes even better than it looks. Tastes like it should cost twice as much. So ask for P-A-R-K-A-Y, parquet, the margarine made by Kraft that tastes like it should cost twice as much. Now let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. He'd planned to confine this Christmas Eve just to the family circle. But, as usual, he has widened the circle to include all his friends. It's after dinner now, and the great Gildersleeve sits before the tree with baby Romery on his lap, enjoying a quiet hour before the guests arrive. Oh, uh, why, George, there's no time like Christmas. And it certainly is nice to have you with us, baby. <laughs> You're cute. I don't know how we'd ever get along without you. See all those presents there under the tree? A lot of them are for you. <laughs> There's some for Leroy, some for Marjorie and Bertie. But do you know what my Christmas present is this year? <laughs> yeah, that's right, you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there, baby, you're the biggest thing that ever happened to me. What's going on in here, a private party? Oh, no, Marjorie, we're waiting for you and Leroy. Where is he? Hi, Alf, what's up? It's time for our little family get-together, Leroy, before the guests arrive. Uncle, who's this Bob Clark the judge is bringing over? The young fellow the judge is helping to get started. He's a little old for you, Marjorie. Well, hand me the book, my dear. It's time to read Was the Night Before Christmas to you children. You're going to read that again, Uncle? Of course. <laughs> Naturally, Leroy, I do it every year, remember? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's a tradition in this household, and we're going to observe it. Anyone who doesn't want to hear it can just leave. Okay, I'll go upstairs. You will not. <laughs> you stay right here and listen, and you'll enjoy it. Do you understand? Sure. Here's the book. Thank you. You see, baby? There's a picture of Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sort of like chubby fellows, don't you? Now then, are we all settled? I am. Leroy? Sure. If you get stuck, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, my boy. Now, it uh, was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care. Hey, I wonder if Bertie had lent me a pair. It... <laughs> Leroy, please. Well, then where were they? Oh, yes. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there.
sleigh to his team, gave a whistle, and away they all flew, like the down off a thistle. <laughs> but I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy, Happy Christmas, Christmas to all, and, and to all, all a good night. night. Well, thank you, my dear. Hi, George, that's a great poem. I love it. Yeah, not bad, Unc. <laughs> Look, the little baby's asleep. You better take her up to bed, Marjorie. We'll bring her down when we like the tree, huh? All right, Uncle. Come to Marjorie, baby. Uh-oh, here they come. Well, don't open the door till I get her upstairs. All right, Leroy, go put your coat on. The guests are coming. Okay, Uncle. Coming! Well, is this where St. Nicholas lives? <laughs> come on in, Judge. Nice to see you. Look at all the packages. And Bob, well, I didn't see you back there. Merry Christmas, my boy. Merry Christmas, Mr. Gildersleeve. It's awfully nice of you to invite me. Are you sure I won't be one too many? No, the more the merrier. Besides, you can help me, Bob. I can? You bet. We need a tall young fellow to put the star at the top of the tree. Well, fine. <laughs> Judge, you know where to hang your earmuffs. <laughs> Take Bob's coat. And Bob, you come with me. Sure thing, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, say, uh, where do you want me to put this little present I brought for the baby? A present for the baby? Oh, you shouldn't have done it. Uh-uh, business is getting good. Excuse me, Bob. Bye, George. This is the way to spend Christmas Eve. Let's light the tree. Yes, Commissioner. I have to get down and relieve the death sergeant so he can go home and play Santa. Broadcasting Company. The Signal Oil. Okay, folks, and here is our next radio offering here on Yesterday USA. Is it square? Oh, yeah, he's a jolly little guy, isn't he? Yesterday I walked by and said, Hiya, Santa Claus, what do you know? And he laughed and said, America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. Hey, he's a good man to have on our side. Sergeant, what are you doing? Hey, you wound me up too tight. Huh? <laughs> well, sing a quick chorus before you break your spring. I'm gonna dance off both my shoes when they play those jelly roll blues. Tomorrow night, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, Harriet, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, help, tomorrow night. Oh, thank you. Here, I'll put you on again. You better throw your This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. December 19th, 1948. I can hear you. Now, here is the Whistler. And now, stay tuned for the mystery program that is unique among all mystery programs. Because even when you know who's guilty, you always receive a startling surprise at the final curtain. In The Whistler. Whistler, and I know many things, for I walk by night. I know many strange tales hidden in the hearts of men and women who have stepped into the shadows. Yes, I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak.
Yes, friends, it's time for The Whistler, rated by Independent Research, the most popular West Coast program in radio history. All of us have seen, heard, and read enough about bad times. How about enjoying some good times for a change? First thing you do is pick up a copy of Q at your newsstand. It's filled with more than 2,500 good time ideas. Things to do, places to go, many of them free. Plus the best entertainment values you can find in New York and throughout the suburbs. Q tells you what's playing in all the movie houses with capsule reviews of each film. Lists over 700 restaurants. Provides coverage of Broadway, off-Broadway, and suburban theaters. Complete TV programs hour by hour, day by day. FM radio listings too. Music, sports, and art events, and lots more. Including interviews with great entertainment people who make it all happen. Q will add new fun to your life and save you money too. What more can you ask of a magazine, especially these days? So ask for Q this day at your newsstand. And now, the Whistler's strange story. One of the most heartwarming stories of our times, especially appealing this Christmas Eve. Three wise guys. Okay. Now, here is the couple next door. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. National Happy Holidays to everyone from Jell-O Week. Tell everybody now, and don't, 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 don't without This is Don Wilson with holiday greetings and a holiday hint. For special meals with a special twinkle, serve Jell-O. What's going on? It isn't even light yet, is it? <laughs> Merry Christmas, Betsy. Merry Christmas, Mommy. Come on, get up, please. Uh, what time is it? Uh, okay. Now there's a margarine. Good luck, the margarine. Uh, There's no other one to taste. Today's good luck is a light margarine. Light in flavor. Light on your tongue. Just like the high-priced spread. Lever Brothers has world rights to the process that makes good luck different from other margarines. It's light. Guaranteed to leave no oily aftertaste or your money back. No, I want to 
Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Francie Myers, Margaret Hamilton, and Stuart Germain and is produced by Walter Hart. This was an original old radio broadcast presented by Radio of Yesteryear. Carol Hawkins, speaking. Okay, now I'm going to go back to the European trip with the couple next door. CBS Radio brings you The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch, and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. <laughs> Going out tonight? Then plan a quick and easy soup supper. Serve good hot Campbell's tomato soup. And watch good things begin to happen. Soup perks them up, cheers them up. Your family will love every nourishing sip. It tastes so good, it makes you feel good all over. Be sure you have your soup today. Campbell's tomato soup. Oh, boy, a hotel room looks like a florist shop. Well, this is just the overflow from Aunt Effie and Betsy's room. You should see that. Mr. Whittaker has bombarded Aunt Effie with flowers all day. Yeah, boy, <laughs> but she's been thrilled, huh? Well, she acted as though she weren't at all impressed. She refused to see him all day, wouldn't answer the phone when he called. Well, oh, for Pete's sake, this is so darn silly. They just had a ridiculous misunderstanding that yesterday... Where is she? She went out to dinner with him. Oh, oh, well, fine. You know why she finally spoke to him? She couldn't stand the thought of all the money he was spending on flowers. <laughs> so she went out to dinner with him. She took Betsy along. Took Betsy? Mm-hmm. You mean that if he realized through the crowd? Yes, that's what I said, but she said Betsy would be a chaperone. I think my nephew's now decided to play hard to get. Oh, honestly, <laughs> Well, I'm glad she did take Betsy. It gives us a chance to have dinner together our last night in Naples, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought we could eat at that restaurant down there. Come here, dear. Come here. Come out. Come out in the balcony. Ah. Look. Well, we're going to go back to the automation system, everybody. Hope you're all having a wonderful Sunday morning. It is... Uh... 123. Sunday. Yeah, I hope you're all doing well. This is Just the USA. And there we go. Good night, everybody. Love you all. May the good Lord Jesus Christ bless each one of you. It's over. It's time to call it a day. They've burst your pretty balloon and taken the moon away. It's time to walk. The masquerade Just make your mind up The piper must be paid
Happy New Year's Eve, everybody! I'm Long Shoes. Hope you all are doing well out there. And Bill Blake is off being somebody way far away in Texas. I guess he's doing a New Year's Eve celebration and a paying gig. And that's good for us. Uh, no more money to keep the station going, and we're all for that. Anyway, I'm in chat. And we're going to be celebrating New Year's Eve, and uh, let's say a prayer first, and I'll tell you what's going to be heard the first, next hour and 15 to 20 minutes or so. Dear Lord, thank you for this wonderful time of the season. Bless all those who enjoy this. Bless all those who uh, look out for each other. Look out for everyone out there tonight, Lord. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Well, you might remember... 23 years ago, uh, Ricky Nelson airplane uh, 